Lecture topic: Saving oneself from shamelessness. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu attaqullaha wa kunu ma'as sadiqin. Sadaqallahu al-azim. Wa qala an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-mar'u ala dini khalilihi falyanzur ahadukum man yukhalil aw kama qala an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam most respected students of deen mothers and sisters we are almost reaching the month of december in a few days time we'll always already be there and generally by this time students are beginning to count the days that how many days left now before i get to the holidays so the holidays become the focus and now the holidays also in this month of the year december so one just as a point on the side that the very word holiday where it came from so initially this was something that came from was it greek or whatever it was halakh halakh da or something of that nature which in reality meant holy days so the holiday started off on that note whoever started it off not that we got anything to do with it but just the word itself is what we're talking about that this is where somewhere in time somebody initiated something of this nature holiday but it started off on this note now whatever the reality of it might have been back in the past but and as mentioned already this is not anything to do with us just on the word itself a holiday has become anything but holy illa mashallah one is those who have no iman then what can we talk about that they are far from any understanding of how to conduct oneself how to be cautious that we don't do things that are wrong etc the whole there is no iman so when there's no foundation what house you going to talk about so they are out of the discussion there's no point in discussing their lives but discussing our lives as muslims as people of iman people who have a consciousness of allah taala those who understand that they are headed towards the akhirat those who have firm belief in the reality of death and the uncertainty of death in terms of when it comes there is no guarantee that a person will see tomorrow or will even see tonight nobody can guarantee it so a person who has this consciousness a person who knows they are headed to the akhirat person who knows that this life is very very temporary what we do here is going to affect us there 
So now for such a person, a holiday becoming anything but something that is linked to deen, there's no caution of any sort, the person who was cautious in their life also, they feel now it's the time to just take it easy, take it easy in the sense that we don't have to be too serious about deen in this period of time. One is take it easy in the sense of daily routine, so now the person's routine has changed, they're not at work or they're not, so that's a different matter. But take it easy in terms of deen. So, that is a very dangerous situation. Now we are also headed towards that period of time, but we should not be headed towards that same trap of shaitan and nafs. We shouldn't be headed in the same direction of destruction, of harm. We should be headed towards getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. Even in the moments of taking it easy as we may call it, that the normal routine will no more be in place, there will be a more relaxed routine in place. However that might now be put into action, but deen doesn't get compromised. So a mu'min, even the free moments, the time of relaxation, the break that they may take, all this is governed by what Allah Ta'ala has commanded us, by what Nabi Kareem Salaam has taught us, and what He has shown to us. So this is the primary concern of a mu'min, that I must not cross any boundaries. But when a person forgets that what is my direction in life, what is my purpose for being here, where am I headed to? Like a person is driving somewhere, he doesn't know where he's headed, so he doesn't bother what turn he takes. Now somebody is headed towards Joburg from here, and now somebody says, now turn left here. He says, but why should I turn left there? I'm headed to Johannesburg. I'm going to carry on traveling straight on the main road. Are you telling me to turn here forward? This is no well, uh, there's a garage here on the side. We just need to refresh ourselves. Okay, that's understood. Fine, so you'll stop to refresh. But then back on the road. And that garage is not going to be a place where now he's going to get involved in anything. What his work is, what his need is, needs to refuel, needs to freshen up. But that's it and move back on the road. They needed to have a small uh, time to just have something to eat. So you'll stop on the side somewhere and eat. But and back on the road and that eating as per the need and what is in the correct way of going about it so now this is the person who understands they need to read somewhere but a person doesn't have any understanding that where they need to go they're just driving aimlessly so now sometimes you see somebody they say no they went for a drive where you went for no you just went here there and everywhere aimlessly driving around so anyway turn anywhere turn left turn right why? No idea. Just driving. So a person who is driving aimlessly in the journey of life, he doesn't know where he's headed. We headed directly to the cover as a first point of destination. And from the cover, the journey still moves on to the day of Qiyamah. And then from there to the destination of Jannat, Allah Ta'ala take us, Allah forbid the destination to Jahannam. Though if a person has Iman, then it will be a temporary 
destination, but who can bear even one fraction of a second of Jahannam? Whereas a person who ends up there may end up there for years of Akhirat. So now the person who is conscious of this, that we are headed towards a journey, they don't look at what others who have no idea where they are headed to, how they carrying on. If the rest of the world is driving around aimlessly, so the person who need, needs to reach home, he lives in Johannesburg, he says, well everybody is taking turns anyway, so I will take turns anyway also. They are taking, going in circles, so I will go in circles also. So when will he reach home? He will never reach home. He will fall into a ditch somewhere. He'll get hijacked somewhere. He might get kidnapped. What not might happen because he's just following anyone and he's taking turns anywhere. He'll go in some very dangerous place where he'll get robbed immediately. He'll get hijacked. He'll get kidnapped. But if he's not driving around aimlessly, he'll be watching the road also. And he'll be taking note of any danger. And he'll continue very cautiously. So now this time of the year, you see all those who are driving around aimlessly in life. They have no idea what they want to do, what's their purpose in life. It doesn't matter what, where they go, how they live, how they conduct themselves. And Allah forbid, one is those without Iman, but those with Iman also, they lose track of their direction. So then they follow in the same system. Just to give one example of how people lose their track and how they forget where they're headed to. It's a very uh, unpleasant thing to discuss, to mention, but for the sake of Ibrad, that how low things can become. And because this was done in public, meaning on a public platform, so now the rage of the time has become something called paddle. Now when there is no direction, then small small things and entertainment of some sort or the other become obsessions. Deen hasn't forbidden permissible relaxation. There are certain limits to everything. Within certain boundaries, things are permissible, but certain things are completely out of that limit. Now people are so obsessed with this aspect of some game that's called paddle, Allah knows what's the detail of this thing, but any case now this obsession, now people must play it. So now somewhere, in one place, one town somewhere, now they through this obsession, now this, people that describe this thing, they say you haven't seen something like this, meaning how obsessed people have become. Now when there's no, one person wanted to play, perhaps nobody was available, so they put it out on one social media group. Now this is a Muslim female now, putting out on social media group. With obviously, she's known now to the circle of people that she's put it out to. That now, I had planned to play certain time tonight. So if anybody is available, and then, even if it's a male available, can we imagine the shamelessness? Can we imagine the utter shamelessness? But now, this is what happens when we lose sight of our direction in life. So let alone something so shameless being done secretly, which is terrible, which is 
a very serious sin, but now to publicly display it as well and think nothing about it, it just shows how far things can go, how low things can fall, when we lose track of where we are headed to, what is our life for, what we are here in dunya for, we're going to have to answer in our cover, we're going to have to stand in front of Allah on the day of Qiyamah and give an answer for our deeds. Now when we lose sight of that, then it doesn't matter how things go. Now the same thing happens then, during the so-called holiday period, when people lose sight of what their purpose in life is. So now somebody, mashallah, was very conscious of Parda, for example. Now comes the so-called holiday time. Now they are in some resort somewhere. Now how are they going to enjoy themselves? Are they going to be so observant of Parda now? So now they start compromising the Parda. And now they, now there's a whole extended family, so now they're intermingling. And they, now well, okay, after the holiday, we'll just now get things right again. So now they're intermingling, they casually talking to this person, that person. And then, by the time that holiday has finished off, Allah forbid from where to where things have fallen. And how far things have gone backwards. And how much of the heart has been engulfed in darkness. And to what extent a person's entire mind and heart has become disinclined from deen. Now the old inclination is now, next holiday where are we going to go? What are we going to do? person hasn't yet finished off on holiday. They are planning the next one. Why? Because now life starts revolving around entertainment. So as mentioned, there is no harm in taking a break in the proper manner within the limits of shariat not getting involved in any haram, not getting in any, going to any place that is compromising haya, shamelessness is the order of the day there. So, within limits, there is some leeway for this, but the way people go about things, all the limits are, like there is no limits anywhere. And because the rest of the world is gone, just aimlessly driving around in life, no direction, no idea why they are here in dunya. So we also follow in a similar way. And then where we end up. So while on the one side, when the holidays approach, and it's a long holiday now, the whole December, more or less a good part of December, part of January, over 5-6 weeks of holiday. So it becomes like very exciting for people, for students. Now we are going to be, for such a long period of time, in holiday mode. We don't have to now be doing any homework, we don't have to be doing any other classes, etc. So many get very excited about it. But those who realize what is the purpose of life, they're not so excited, they're more concerned. They also will probably have a break, whatever, but more than excitement, they'll be concerned. So on the one side, there'll be some time to of rest, so that might be something people might feel comfortable about, but a person who knows his direction in life will be more concerned that I need to pass through this period of time safely when a person is going through a dangerous part of the road whether the danger is because of the road surface being dangerous for example now it's full of potholes or it's a very rainy day and it's a slippery road 
Over there is dangerous because of the area in which a person is driving now. There's so many hijackings there, so many other problems. Whatever the reason for the danger might be, then the person is all alert. And the person is very concerned. If the danger is on the road, then his eyes are glued to the road. And he is driving very carefully. Because he can't afford to fall into some pothole and or damage the tires or damage the room. So he's driving now recklessly, that can become the problem. So he's driving rather very carefully, driving safely. And his eyes are fixed on the road because he cannot be affording to look right and left. Otherwise just now he will cause a problem. So likewise, a person who is going through a dangerous time, and this is a dangerous time coming up. So when you went through a dangerous patch of the road, everybody understands that. But dangerous time, we take it as a time to drop all our guard. That the person driving in the dangerous path, and then he decides to close his eyes and drive. What's going to be the outcome? He's driving, but he's looking back and driving. So what will be the outcome of that? So similarly, in this dangerous time, we start closing our eyes to all the dangers. Dangers that attack Haya, that attack Deen, that attack people's morality and chastity, the attacks on people's Amal, and Salah is must sometimes, and no thought about it. Other Amal become history in that period of time, Illa MashaAllah. So now this is not the way that a person who has their destination in place, they'll go about. They'll be more concerned. I need to go safely past this. So what precautions must I add to the equation? That's what they're going to be concerned about. I can't take chances. I need to become very cautious. Now the question for ourselves is, what cautions did we already think about? What precautions are we going to take? What steps are we going to take to try and keep ourselves safe? Safe from what? From all the fitna. Safe from getting caught up in people's fancy talk that takes us towards the wrong. And there's all kinds of fancy talk taking place nowadays. And a person who doesn't have the knowledge of deen, they often get caught up in all this fancy talk. Just something which is not directly related to what the topic is, but since this fancy talk came up, one Muslim woman wrote one article. And the article, the sum total of the article, a very uh, detailed article, which was so to say, some so-called research that the person has done. So now this research, the thing is, after these researches, many times after the research, person have to search for the right path again. Because in the so-called research, they found the wrong things. And didn't even realize what they found. They found deception. And they don't know how they got deceived. Because they're reading this person's writings and that person's writings and everybody's writings. Anyone and everyone, what the person is saying, they got no idea sometimes at how deviated that person is. And how that person in a very, very uh, devious manner is presenting things which are far away from deen, but in a deeny guise. There's a apparent 
there's a show of deen on the top, but under it is all deviation. So now one such woman wrote one article, and now the crux of the article, the sum total of it was, that this hijab and parda, this is all just something which the males, now I'm just giving the very, very broad crux of that article, it's one something that males have now, of their own accord, they impose this on the woman, that's all coming from this feminist ideology, and the actual thing is the hijab of the heart, your heart must be clean. And this is all just, there's got no, no obligation in deen, and there's no uh, requirement in deen for any hijab of any sort. So now, what was her sum total of it? So she therefore sometimes wears, now what she is referring to, she sometimes wears the hijab, and sometimes does not, and her colleagues, now she's in a very advanced person now, flying high, working in some corporate world or whatever, so her colleagues have come to understand her better, that she is a woman who has the correct understanding of things, and therefore you should, should not be judged by the wearing of the hijab or the lack of it. Now hijab, she's talking about one scarf on the head. She's talking about one scarf on the head. So if she is not wearing it, Muslims must not judge her badly. And if she is wearing it some days, then the non-Muslims must not think about her as an extremist. Now that's her sum total of it. So they've learned now to understand her better, that she is neither an extremist, and nor is she deviated, because she got, she got her substantiation that is not a requirement of deen. Now that's her substantiation. Whereas in the ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says to the Sahaba Ikram, that if you need to ask something from the Azwaja Mutahharat, the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, the noble mothers of the Ummat, but because they are not the biological mothers of the Sahaba, they are not the actual mothers of the Sahaba, in honor, in their position, in their status, they are on the position of a mother and greater than that. So, the Sahaba are being told, وَإِذَا سَأَلْتُمُوهُنَّ مَتَاعًا فَاسْأَلُوهُنَّ مِنْ وَرَاءِ حِجَابٍ If you have to ask the Azwaja Mutahharat, the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, you have to ask something from them, do it from behind the hijab, meaning that curtain and veil which will completely separate both. There won't be any kind of intermingling of any sort, and they'll be completely veiled by this curtain in between. So now the Sahaba Ikram, who were the people of the Ummat with the purest hearts, and the Azwaja Mutahharat, Nobody can imagine the purity of their hearts. And yet this is the command Allah is giving these groups of people. As a lesson for the rest of the Ummah till Qiyamah, don't make all these so-called claims of purity, because you are just deceiving yourself. Allah Ta'ala knows you better. Allah Ta'ala has created us. He knows us better. And Allah put the laws of deen for our benefit, for our safety, for our protection. So now to appease the nafs and shaitan, we say, no, the heart must be in hijab. So the heart is in hijab. Can anybody see anybody else's heart? You don't have to put the heart in parda. The heart is in parda. We have to adopt parda of the external self. That is what is exposed. The heart is not exposed. Can't see the heart. If a person has to now check the heart out, they have to go to uh, get it checked out at the cardiologist and whatnot. Otherwise, you can't see anybody's heart. 
So the point is that these are all just fancy talk. Now the person gets caught up in the fancy talk and they don't know from where to where they fell off. So we shouldn't get caught up in all this fancy talk. People who we don't know their credentials in deen. Then we should be very wary about what we read. There are many women out there who have become complete feminists. And feminism and deen cannot join. Feminism and Islam, they don't have anything in common. So to try and unite feminism and deen is try to make day and night into one. It will never happen till Qiyamah. But the problem is that the manner in which things are presented, the devious way, very cunningly, and then people who feel that they know better, they don't need to take direction from people of knowledge, they can listen to who they wish to, they can read what they wish to, and they know better, so before they know it, they don't know anything. What they knew also, they lost it, because they've taken something completely deviated. So we should be very, very cautious, very, very careful not to fall into these kind of things. In any case, the topic was about this dangerous time that we are heading towards. We need to become very cautious. We need to become very concerned and spend this time in a way that our iman doesn't get affected negatively. Our amal don't fall away. Our akhlaq doesn't get impacted on. Especially the aspect of haya. That must not get dented in any way. Otherwise, these times are such that people lose their haya. They lose their iman. Allah Ta'ala save us. So, as mentioned on many other occasions as well, when approaching these kind of situations, we should become more concerned. Part of the concern is that we start making at least once a day two rakats nafil. And making dua to Allah Ta'ala. Allah, you protect me. You save me from all the fitna and fasad. You keep my heart inclined towards you. And to increase our amal in this time. Especially the zikr of La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minadhalimeen. Ayat karima. We should be making the zikr excessively. This is what Yunus salam recited in the belly of the fish. Allah Ta'ala gave him salvation from that darkness. Three darknesses, three zulumat in salas. In the darknesses, Allah Ta'ala says that He called unto Allah Ta'ala in the darknesses, the darkness of the night, the darkness of the ocean, the darkness of the belly of the fish. So in such darknesses, He was physically there. Allah Ta'ala brought Him out. We get engulfed in spiritual darknesses. He was a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. He was masoom and sinless. He was in this external darknesses unfortunately our hearts get completely drowned in spiritual darkness so now to come out of this darkness is amal the most important amal is salah and then together with that all the other necessary amal and the then mustahabbat nawafil so among the things to do excessively is to recite this ayat karima which inshallah will bring us out of the darknesses as well we have fallen into a different kind of darkness. Inshallah, this will become the means excessively, consciously reciting ayat karima Inshallah, this will become a means of great benefit to us. So in this way, if, if we conduct ourselves, then we'll come out stronger after this period of time.
there'll be mujahada involved. We'll see people doing things which might look exciting. But it's wrong. It's going to take somebody in the wrong place. Now, someone who is being invited, is being pressured to be there, they're going to refuse and it's going to become a mujahada, it's going to become a pressure on them. But they say, this is for Allah Ta'ala, doesn't matter. So that pressure which is for Allah Ta'ala, that pressure becomes steam, spiritual steam. Now, many things still work by steam in a very excellent manner. One simple example, you would have maybe even used or seen a pressure cooker. So now, what is the difference between a pressure cooker and a normal pot? So the pressure cooker, it, it traps all the steam inside. There's some little bit just to keep it within a certain, avoided uh, exploding. So it has some mechanism to slowly release some steam to keep the pressure at a point, not to allow it to get beyond that point. But now something that would take maybe an hour to cook, or two hours to cook, in that pressure cooker is taking quarter the time. Now what made the difference? It's on the same stove and the other pot is also made of the same metal but this is a pressure cooker. So now that steam that is working inside that now brought the cooking process it expedited it, it made it so much faster and it brought it to the culmination and it brought it to the to the end result that was being wanted. What was the end result? This thing must get cooked. Now this piece of meat, it'll take two hours to cook. But I put it in the pressure cooker and half an hour is done. That, that was the end result we're waiting for, for it to be cooked. Likewise, when a person undertakes this pressure for Allah Ta'ala, all kinds of pressures, the pressure of the environment, the pressure of people around us, the pressure of things that are tempting us, nafs and shaitan, all these pressures towards something that is not in order some sin, some vice, some going towards some haram place. Now the person is bearing this with patience, making sabr upon it. Like that pressure cooker, so to say, that pot is making sabr on the pressure within it. Saying, no, I'm not going to allow this to make me burst now. I'm going to control it. What happens? It then becomes a means of that food getting cooked in quarter the time, even less maybe. Likewise, what we want to try and achieve, the marifat of Allah wa ta'ala, the closeness to Allah ta'ala, becoming the true and obedient servants of Allah ta'ala, this pressure that comes as a result of all these things, and the person now holding back and not getting involved, adopting taqwa and controlling this pressure from within, not allowing it to vent itself out somewhere, then this will cook that what we're trying to achieve and bring that marifat of Allah Ta'ala, that closeness of Allah Ta'ala, far more quicker than the normal process. The normal process is, mashallah, the amal, that too takes one closer. But this is a pressure cooker. And this takes a person at high speed. So we shouldn't get worried about that. Allah will make that also very easy for a person. But we should be ready to take it on. We should be ready for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, to take it on that if somebody is going to be forcing me to go to some haram place, to do something that's wrong, or to attend some function which is not in order, whatever else, I'm going to bear this patiently, 
This is the pressure cooker that will take me to Allah Ta'ala. We'll ask for afiyat, we'll ask for ease, for safety, but we won't give in. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat, Allah Ta'ala save our iman, our amal, and protect each one's life, health, wealth, honor. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat in deen and dunya. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا غلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب